Yeah, he dropped me off. We were going to drop our backpacks off, and we are come outside and look at each other like, what's up, man? What you want to do? Really? You can argue with me. You can't argue with the number. You can't argue with the number. Argue with me. Uh, argue with me all day. Oh, man. I just, all right. Not, not now. Go look at the number. So if I if, if I'm lying, I fly it up, and I'm and I'm real fat, man. I can't fly it up. In the church, say everything you need, you can find it in the Word of God. That's an old Cortez song, right? So uh, Jones D. <laughs> yeah. So um, so if, if we believe that, then what I'm dealing with with mental health is supposed to be under two. Was right. I good enough to play in the WNBA? Maybe, maybe not. But I also had another option to make money. Yeah. And to make good money and still be able to do what I love. Like, man, like I got family members that that struggle, you see what I'm saying? And like just to be able to to change their trajectory, you know what I'm saying? Like change change their path, but like like break the break the cycle on 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 them living like that, you see what I'm saying? Like that's my motivation. Like, so I'll, I'll bring creative beer. I'm gonna freeze it for a second. I just feel like <laughs> so. Um, hey, but 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 the difference is too is like, and I know we'll get to this later. But when you buying that car, they're gonna find a way to squeeze you in that car. If your debt to credit ratio is too high with the house, that's gonna affect your buying power. Uh, I'm always be the better candidate in whatever I do, man. I ain't mad at that at all. And, and what and whatever I do, and uh, and one thing about it, whatever I do, I'm gonna have to. Everybody had the same mentality that I have, but that didn't do nothing but open the door for someone else. Because you may feel like that with your approach, but the people that I'm helping love the way that I do things. Is he froze? I'm, I'm good. I'm here. He's good, man. What you mean he froze? Like, Welcome back to another episode of Sticks and Stones. Fellas. What up, what up, what up, what up? What it is, what it ain't, man. What it do? I can't call it, bro. You know, um, another day, uh, another half a dollar. Half a dollar, half a day, too. Really want to think about it, but, uh, you know, we rocking off that Valentine's Day from last week. I know we uh, <laughs> probably lost a few folks last week, you know. You know, if you think you're lonely now, wait until the night. There was some of the songs we were playing last week. So, you know, we yeah. gave everybody a week off so they could get that February 15th in, you know, enjoy that can. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy Let them recover from all, all them uh, Valentine's Day festivities. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, man, how y'all week been? Man, been good so far, man. Hump day. You know, got a lot done today. Ready for the show tonight. Yeah, yeah man, it's been cool, man. No complaints. No complaints. No complaints for real. Same what here, man. Tonight? Mm-hmm. So what we got popping tonight, man? Man, uh, you know, uh, before we jump into um, our special guest tonight, wanted to just um, take a moment to, uh, you know, have some silence for the people down in Acapulco who was killed this past week. Um, you know, my neck of the woods, literally. You know where somebody went crazy and went on a shooting spree. Uh, from my understanding, the guy killed his ex-wife, uh, stepdad, and four other people. 
you know, all down there, right in the basically the front door of Ella Green Church, you know, mm -hmm. off the store. So, uh, you know, rough situation, man. You know, you think that kind of stuff happened in the cities and far off, and it hits right at home. Man, literally, that, that's a sad, unfortunate situation for all parties. Yeah, I'm just glad. I was glad to see it wasn't none of us. Yeah, me too, and, and definitely not none of my folks because we, we we deep in the woods down there. Uh, yeah. That's my that's my roots at. So yeah, um, but praying for the families, you know, praying for the community, praying for the world. You know, it's a lot going on these days. You don't know the reason why people do the things they do. Um, but I, what I would say is, um, we can blame the guns, but at the end of the day, mental health matters. You know. Yep. Yes, so y'all haven't so seen Dr. Cedric Jackson's episode, go back and watch it. All right, so let's go on. Let's move on. Please do go go check out Cedric, uh, Dr. Cedric Jackson's episode. A lot of good gems dropped in that one. Uh, but uh, as we transition uh, into our special guest tonight, um, we had an opportunity to speak with another one of co-authors, educators, uh, CHS alumni, a two-time Ole Miss graduate, Arkansas State graduate, and a current doctoral candidate at North Central University. Uh, so without further ado, we would like to welcome the current principal of Charleston Elementary, Brittany Jones, to Sticks and Stones. Yes, sir. Welcome, Brittany. What's up? Hey, y'all. Um, What's going good on? Good evening. Hey, man, hold on. Let's do, let's do that over, man. We didn't, we didn't give her applause when she came on, man. Let's do that over. <laughs> hold, hold, hold tight, Brittany. Hold tight, Brittany. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, run it back. You you got you got it queued up. Oh, let me find it. Hold on, man. Hold up. You own one. Huh? You know, I, I, you know, I, I got it. it. I got it. You I'm better run it back. Hey, so my guy said we gotta do the intro over because we. I got it, man. Go ahead. I got it, man. Just do the last sentence. I got you. Go ahead. Her applause. So. With, we would like to welcome the current principal of Charleston Elementary, Brittany Jones, to Sticks and Stones. <laughs> then, then he delayed with it. <laughs> I'm getting my game up, bro. <laughs> welcome, Brittany. Welcome. Thank you. We can't be giving other folks the applause and not give it to everybody. God, Lee. Appreciate it. Really, you know, yeah. Look, you know we grown, but ain't, ain't, ain't now one of us changed since high school. We still play. I, I remember the band days with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank so y'all. Thank you for um, inviting me. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We know it's a school week. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's mid semester. I know y'all got a lot of stuff going on. Y'all looking forward to spring break. Man, um, count them down. Yes. Yeah. I already know. So, yeah. you know, everything else cold and everything else going on. So now y'all trying to rebound from that. So we're gonna just jump right into it. But um, you know, we got some questions for you, some you know, some stuff we want to know, some stuff that people want to know, but you know, feel free to dig as deep as you want to. Um, you know, a lot of things about Brittany, I don't know, and I'm sure it's a lot of stuff that a lot of other people don't know that uh you can bring to light for us. Okay, all right, yes. Jay, you want to lead us off, man? No, nah, man. I just want to tell everybody that's uh, out there watching, check in in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. Feel free to comment. Let us know what you think about tonight. All right. So I ain't going to ask no question to make. Ask one. I always, I I'm always jumping line. With that. 
So, so I'm just going to wait my turn. Go ahead, bro. All right. So we all from Coldwater. So let me just start the episode off how we always do. How or what impact did growing up in Coldwater have on your career or life in general up to this point? Well, first with the career choice, the lady that I'm still friends with, the, the lady that I created for really wanting to be a teacher to make an impact on the students was Miss Sharon Richmond Jones. Like I tell her that all the time. That was the best algebra teacher. And, you know, with us seeing like in the past, like we had the Miss Thomas and the Miss Beavers, but when we got to Miss Miss Richmond, I'm seeing this young black teacher and she's talk all the slang like we do, but she can relate, but she was about teaching us. She didn't allow us to like, you know, be ghetto like she would say in her room. And so like I credit her a whole lot and I still will send her messages like, thank you for inspiring me. So um, the it, like she made the most impact like me for me to be a teacher. I was like, yeah, I want to do that. But like growing up in Coldwater, you know, small town, a lot of people like, you know, like it's nothing to do there. And so not to fall in that trap, but, you know, have people say small town, small thinking and all of that, not to fall in that trap, but to know that like I chose education because I want to tell our kids, show our kids that it's better. You can be from a small town. You can still be big. Like I look at our classmates, you know, we're all doing, you know, walking in our calling and so no matter where you from you can get it done and so i mean cold water great things come from small packages hey yeah yeah that's a good point so you uh you mentioned miss richmond so shout out miss richmond i know me yeah. and Meg, me and Meg used to give her hell back in the day hey nah, Meg, who <laughs> you <laughs> i ain't used to get nobody hell, man. i don't know she was, one, she was one of the ones that cared for sure though yeah, yeah definitely man yeah, shout out to Miss Richmond, man. Her, yeah. like, uh, they, I think they all kind of came at the same time. Her, Miss Young, Coach yeah. um, Jones, Riddle, yep. Coach Riddle, yeah. Burnside, yep, Miss Burnside, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. but Brittany, uh, as a follow up to what you were just talking about, like, besides Miss Jones, and I know she's you know, she um came into cold water, who, who would you say? Um, from Coldwater just, that just really had a big influence um, on your life? From Coldwater, like, okay, I'm still going back to the old school. Miss, um, y'all remember Miss Miss Crafters? Mm -hmm. Her husband was the principal a little bit. Yeah. You know, she would always talk to, you know, when you saw Brittany, you saw Blitz, and you saw LaShonda too. So it was just all three of us. And she would say, come here, little girls. You know, she called us little girls. And y'all act like this and, and talk like this. Like, when I look at, like, the impact, I like to, I lean towards strong individuals because myself, I consider myself as a strong-minded individual. So I lean towards the leaders. And people like Miss Crowders, like, were very, you know, they, they spoke their mind. Like, she was outgoing. She was fierce. And so... Those are the people like that I lean towards, like contribute to like where I am when I think about like how I want to be the impact that I want to make on kids that's coming up after me. Like I think about Miss Crabs, um, even Miss Sharon Morgan, you know, some of the gems like they taught us like little things, you know, how people say, you know, um, 
you may not think it means anything to kids, but it sticks with them. Those are people that I can remember just conversations. I can picture myself being in their classroom or in past, like, yeah, you know, like that it sticks with me to this day. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, Miss Crafter came in big. We was, um, I was in the ninth grade and she sold for Miss Morgan. Yep, yep. Miss Morgan had that, had a car accident, and uh, you know, we were grateful to have her to come back the next school year. But uh, we had state tests coming up, so we was worried about how Miss Morgan was gonna pan out. We was also worried about passing the test because they put so much pressure on it. But Miss Crafter came in and we didn't miss a beat, and, and she, didn't, she didn't play no games, so uh, yeah. yep, she, she was firm. I love strong leadership. Like, you know, I like structure. They yep. provide us the structure. And yep. look how we turned out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Brittany, when you look when you look back, um, what, if any, issues that you may have dealt with as a child or growing up that you can see some kids now dealing with, you know, from your seat as a principal? Well, first thing is um, I try to tell girls not to promote anything like in a negative light, but I am super, when I look back, as everyone knows, if you're from Coldwater, you know that I had a child, um, I got pregnant sophomore year, had a baby junior year. So I was a teen mom, um, not to fall into this, that's being a statistic um, of saying like, you know, your life is over, you know, when you have a kid and all that, you know, just to keep going. But in, in school, I can relate to my kids because I fought, y'all know, I used, we used to fight, used to argue back with the teachers. Um, it was some people. So she brought it up, we'll talk about it then. I won't call names. <laughs> we had a lot of people used to say, hey, all they do is fight. They ain't going to be nothing. You know, that little Hayes girl ain't going to do nothing. And then when people tell me that, I got to prove you wrong. Right. I do it for myself, but I got to prove you wrong. And so, like, some of my classmates, like, you, y'all know, it was very different. I was acting as a kid. When you're a kid, you act like one. When you become grown, you, you change your ways, you know. But um, the fighting, the, I can relate to them. Like, I don't went through the whole drama with the boys and all of that. I've been there. And so I can really relate to them because when I talk to these kids and when I go to, like, the high school campus, because I'm the elementary principal, but I've worked in the settings where we had all kids, you know, K-12. And I can relate to those kids because I know what you've been through. I've been through the same thing. But, you know, not to let that define who you are, what you're going to become later. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And then I came from a, a big household. Like, you know, I'm the second oldest of six. Me and the oldest sister had to work and get it. You know, mom had to take care of the other kids. So I may not have had everything. I was taken care of, but still, I, it wasn't handed to me. Right. Definitely wasn't yeah. handed to me. Yeah. Persevered. What's your favorite dish your mama cook? I should be throwing oh, down. My mama be cooking. Um, <laughs> I like the fried chicken, rice, and rolls. That's my favorite. This dude. If she's watching, cooking for me, mama. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bertha, cook that fried chicken. We coming. For real. Hey, so as we transition uh, to further education or your, or your, your career path, um, I think you've already spoke on this um, a tad bit, but when did you know you wanted to be an educator? And then also, what does a typical day in the life of Principal Jones look like? 
Okay, first, um, I want I knew I wanted to be an educator. Like, you know, like I said, Miss Richmond kind of planted this seed. But then to think about junior, senior year, it was so hard, y'all. Like, I, my mind was everywhere. I was going through personal stuff and all of that, but I wanted to maintain my grades and all of that. And so what planted the seed is, like, the unfairness. Sometimes, you know, when people talk bad down on kids, it kind of makes you lose hope, like, I just want to change schools because, you know, we got some people being real negative, saying you're not going to do this. You want to amount to anything. And so one thing was like, you know, when I, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be a teacher because when I become a teacher, I'm not going to let bullying happen. I'm going to see it all. And I know that I'll be able to, you know, control my environment and make an impact. We're going to have a fun environment where it's no picking size. I'm going to be fair in my classroom I'm going to be fair in just how I treat kids and actually be somebody that the kids can look up to and not to be like, oh, getting into the, the pettiness of children. And so that was my um, one reason, like, I wanted to go into education. I had a student in my office that asked me that, like, last week. I had a fourth grade student that asked me, like, Ms. Jones, how did you um, know you wanted to be a teacher or why did you become a teacher? And I told her, I was like, because I used to get, hey, I didn't start it all. I might have finished the fight, but I didn't start it all. But to be like going through bullying, because like I said, I didn't have the best home, like, you know, lived in the nicest house or drive the, our parents didn't have the nicest cars. So, you know, kids do, they pick on you, they talk when you argue and stuff. And so I was like, I want to be, I wanted to be that teacher that took up for the, the kids that didn't have a voice for themselves. I want to become a principal so I can make a, a you know a larger impact on my school setting. So that's ultimately like why I chose this field. Yeah, those some good points. And then the fourth grade, a lot of huh? No, I said oh, definitely yeah. good points. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of times when you have kids asking those type questions, and I know you already know this, Brittany, that's curiosity. So that yes. that child looking at you and saying, you know, I like Miss Jones, and you know she's a great principal. She was a great teacher, so you know what do I got to do, and when would I know that I want to be a teacher or principal? So that's that's really yeah. what that what that leads to. These kids be watching. They yeah. do, they do. That's why representation is very important. It's very important. Every day I may not feel like it, and my teachers even laugh about it because if it's a dress down day, and my teacher's like, Miss Jones, can we wear jeans? I'm like, No, nah, we got to have on our. We're gonna have our on our suits. We're gonna be professional. And they're like, we're the only school that's really dressing up. That was like representation. It matters a lot to me because I love to see our kids looking at us like, oh, you got those. Because I, y'all know I like designers. So they like, oh, Ms. Jones, you got those Gucci sneakers or you got this. Oh, I'm going to be that. And so it means a lot. Like, you know, I try to put it on for the kids. I do. I do. What is dress down day? You don't even know what dress down day is, so stop playing. I, 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 I take my job very serious. I like to dress. I like to represent for, yeah. And so the kids are like, oh, I can't wait. I want to do that. I want to be that. So, yeah. So, so Brittany, um, just kind of touching on what you were talking about. Um, you talked about being a teacher in the classroom. Like, uh, what was that like making that transition to becoming a principal? We know you had to study and do all that and then maintain, you know, your personal, your kids and all that. Like, what was that like trying to transition out of the classroom and into a leadership role? It was very, very challenging. 
it was a lot of times I wanted to quit. You know, I had a lot of people, you know, it's always going to be some naysayers. It was people that were trying to be, you know, become principals and they were trying to pass the assessment. They were like, oh, be prepared to fail it a couple times. And I'm like, what? You know, it's that hard. And so it was like very like, you know, how your mind like, can I really do this? Can I really do it? You know, when you start to question yourself, when you're getting ready to move to another level, like, can I really do it? Um, it was very difficult, but God brought me through. Like, if he brings me, that's what you got to keep reminding yourself. And, you know, and that's one of my main things. He wouldn't have put me in these positions if I couldn't take it on, if I couldn't master it. So um, coming from the classroom to leadership, I knew that if God blessed it, if he before it, it was going to happen. But still, like the barriers was there and they were real, like trying to take care of three kids, trying to work full time. I didn't have, you know, I couldn't stop working and um, just focus on my studies. Like even now with me working on my doctorate, it's hard. It's a lot of days I want to quit, but like the finish line is here now. So, yeah. Hey, say that again, Mac. Drop, drop one of the bombs. What she just said. You said you're working on your what, Bridget? Doctorate. Okay. Doctorate. Yes. <laughs> I'm in here breathing like Skip Bayless. That's <laughs> how Skip be breathing when he ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, but no, nah, man. We don't. You know, I know we got some, but we don't hear that a lot with where we're from. You know, we're putting the dr in front of our name. So that's yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. I'm super yeah. excited, y'all. Oh, be yeah. the first out of my like family. Dr. Hayes Jones coming soon. A couple more months. So So you, you wrapping up the end of the semester or in the summer? Yes, I defend in May. Okay. I defend my dissertation in May. Yeah. So I, I heard you say a moment ago that you know you had times where you thought about quitting. And I know a lot of us do that or have those thoughts at times. I have just about every day when I go to work. But uh, if you didn't choose education, what route or career path do you think you would have gone into? And if you could change anything now, would you change it? Or would you stay where you're at and keep pushing? I would have been a lawyer for sure. Definitely would have been a lawyer. You must like to argue, Brittany. I do. <laughs> you know, hey, man. I got to get the last word. I'm going to go back. I'm going to do my research, test, attach evidence and everything. Like, no, I'm right. They're rambling kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, it ain't uh, it ain't out of uh, out of touch, though, because, it's not. you know, Miss Shed, who was uh, teaching at elementary with us, she's a judge. Take care. That's right. That's right. So yeah, can't forget about Miss Shed. Elementary years. I was scared of Miss Shed with that paddle. Yeah, me too. Every time I hold my pad, I be thinking about like my inner Miss Shed come to life. Like I gotta handle business. <laughs> I was also happy that I, I ain't never had her class. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Miss Shed taught me either. I mean, I used to and used to see her around, but she ain't, she wasn't my teacher though. What grade did Miss Shed teach? Like third, third grade for me. Third, it was third grade for me. Yeah, I had Miss Massey in third grade. Yep. Yeah. First time I got hit with a paddle, I know I was thinking about this last time we uh talked about uh, getting paddled, and I was like, when the first time I got hit by a paddle? And it was Miss Fox. I was out of line. I was like in first grade. I was out of line. She wasn't even my teacher. Came out of the hall and bust me right on my tail. 
I think you got PTSD. You be talking about getting paddling a lot. Really? We, we ain't even talking about teaching. You talking about paddling. Hey, we talking about teaching. We got a personal one. Okay. I'm, saying, I'm saying when we're not. I ain't talking about tonight. <laughs> you charge you for life, bro. <laughs> yeah, we were we were raised on that. Like, you know, think about how strong those ladies were and forget about yeah. the elementary years, not just the teachers of color. Think about like Ms. Um Bradley, Ms. Perkins. Like they they really did really kind of say like raise us. They made sure we were model students. And but the day today is very different. We can't use that approach with, with kids today like this. Because you know. Yeah. It's a different mindset. Like the the parents are younger, parents are our ages or younger, and it's not like that now. You know, you can't correct somebody else's kids. Like you know, it's it's very different. You know, yeah. which yeah. I'm sure make y'all job harder. Yeah. It does because when they paint that, you know, school versus home. If mm -hmm. a child here, you know, our parents supported what our teacher said or the principal. But now, you know, when kids hear the mama talking about the teacher or the school at home, so they come to school like, yeah, well, my mama said that y'all can't tell me nothing or, or my mama already don't like her. Kids shouldn't even know stuff like that. It makes mm -hmm. it difficult. Yeah. It's different, you know. You're you kind of touching on um, my next question. So, like, um, being, being a part of the educational system, we know there's challenges, you know, all around. But um, even more so with you being a black woman, right? Like, can you just kind of share some of the challenges you faced, like, on your journey so far? Right. So I fall into two minority groups, being a woman, being a woman of color. First thing is, like, speaking on, like, being a woman. It, you know, it's very, it's, it's frustrating because, like, we are in 2023, and then you, you know, like black women are the most educated women in the world, right? We are, but we are least likely to get promoted, to be considered. You know, me and a coworker were talking, we were talking about this like a couple months ago that, you know, with me earning my doctorate degree in a couple months and him just having a master's degree, he would be more than likely to get a job as a superintendent before me. That's how it is. You know, people still think women um, in leadership, they don't expect us to have control over the schools. They don't expect it to be like a smooth running operation because women like, you know, we're supposed to be weak, I guess. Still, you know, even with 2023, that's still the mindset, like even from some of our parents, um, they expect, oh, y'all can't do nothing with these kids. They're not going to listen to y'all. And we, we prove them wrong. And so that's one of the things of like being a woman, you're not expected to be strong enough to handle, you know, this large organization. And then being a woman of color is one of the most challenging things is not to play into the, the stereotypes. Like, you know, we are, I'm expected to be like ghetto and all of that. But when you catch me, I, that's the thing I can code switch. I can talk to y'all. We from Coldwater. We can have fun and talk all day. But when I'm at Charleston Elementary, I'm about my business. And so I've had vendors to come in, consultants to come in, and they're like, oh, you're the principal. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, and so mean? they will instantly be like, hey, girl, what's up? And and I look, I was like, well, I don't talk like that. Don't do not do me like that. You know? And so... Um, Easy. Brittany. Brittany. 
I text uh I text Mac and Jordan this morning. Hey, that was this morning, wasn't it? This morning, bro. I text <laughs> Mac and Jake this morning. And uh for whatever reason, my name Easy E. You know. Easy <laughs> E. So you know, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get on that, but my name Easy E. Just know that we got time. You can elaborate if you want. Yeah, so you be pissing me off. Like I'm I'm the only one that, that I'm the only one of us in the region in my position. And uh, I try to stay on the top of the, of the uh, list at all times because you know if we're at the bottom, you know what that means. So we always got to be twice as good and all that. <clears throat> so I know I know Jick in the same situation in his company. But uh, every time something come out and we we in a group text, it's easy e or either you know easy e this easy e that. My name ain't easy e. <laughs> I guess. So, so I, I, I had I had I had I had Jick to send me six names this morning that I'm gonna use going forward, and it, it was very helpful with the names he sent me. So, uh, what kind of names he sent you? Some, some, some it's, it's sad. Like seriously, like that makes me instantly mad. Don't come to me talking like that. Well, like, yeah. girl or, or brother or you know, uh. yeah. But to your point, let's 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 move on to your point. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, to your, to your point like to not fall into that, like you know, I'm about my business. Um, just getting the respect, like you know, I have degrees, plenty of them. You know, I have to remind a lot, like you know, and it's sad that we're still having to, you know, having those same problems today. But you know, I've had where consultants have come in, and at the time, I had you know an assistant principal that was of another race, and the consultant instantly went to that person i you know went up because i knew who they who they were and they instantly went to you know my caucasian um you know um co-worker and totally disregarded me but and she had to be like hey but that's who you need to talk to that's the principal and so they're like oh hey and i was like but i just tried to shake your hand and do all of that a minute ago and so but not to let it get to me because all that does is make me Work harder to show people why I'm where I am now. That's all it does. Like, you know, so especially I'm gonna keep going back to it in a couple months when I get that doctor in front of my name. Oh, y'all gotta mm. put some respect on that. Yeah, man. Some respect on that. Yeah. Yeah, they they're gonna have to put some respect on it. Um, you know, to your point about you know being a female and about them thinking that the men are stronger and women are weaker and all that. <clears throat> I understand that. Um, there was an opening at Coldwater a few years back. I think Brittany put in for it. And, um, you know, we know the history of Coldwater. I think Miss Gallagher is the only, uh, Miss Gallagher and Miss Conley were the only assistant principals at Coldwater mm -hmm. in our tenure. And I, I don't think there were any before then. Mm -hmm. So, with that, <clears throat> and with the history of it primarily being men in the uh, head principal role, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. For Coldwater to overlook you and others from Coldwater who have gone on and got education and you know show that you're capable and qualified to do the job. But um how has that impacted you basically being I'm gonna say overlooked? And I know you know part of it could have been you being a, a female, you know, a black female or whatever, but you also have ties to Coldwater, just like you mentioned earlier, being able to uh, relate to the kids. I know you could have done it. So how's that affected your path forward? Um, at first I will tell you, um, you know, I go to second Baptist 
um, the summer that I was overlooked because I was kind of like promised a job and then they were like, oh no, you're not going to work. And so like, that was a summer, that was one of the hardest summers before God elevated me and moved me to Charleston. Um, like, it put me, a bad taste in my mouth about like our school system. And I'll be real, you know, it really was disheartening that I didn't get the opportunity because I feel like all of my teaching experience came there. I was good enough to be a teacher and be an effective teacher, but, and, you know, and was used in various roles, but I wasn't like, I guess, good enough to be a leader from my hometown, my home school. Um, I remember before I graduated to become a principal, several individuals that are in um, administration now, you know, some of the greats, like I look at, we look at what each other are doing, making like major impacts at our current schools. And it's sad that we're not doing it at our home school because we weren't given the chance. I had two, I know for sure that, that told me, hey, I'm proud of you. Um, hey, don't put all of your eggs in Tay County basket though. Don't put your eggs there because you're not gonna get the job. And I was like, what? You know, I was like, no, nah, but I know such and such. And I've been the teacher of the district and everybody know how hard I work. I got the report with the students, the families, like I know it just made sense and I didn't. And so like, it really put a sour taste in my mouth. I was like, I'm not supporting nothing from co-order no more because like that, that really hurt me because I wanted to give, do that for my school, you know? And so like now our school is like the high school. We won't have a homecoming to go to, you know, yeah. next year. Yeah. And yeah. why? Because we have, individuals that's leading other schools, leading other communities, why can we do it at our own? Yeah. Did you did you at least get an interview? I got an interview. But I, I kind of wish that I had not because I interviewed so well. I interviewed well. Like, you know, like yes. I'm, I can speak on what I know all day. And not to say I know everything. Everybody can learn and grow. But I, I mean, I, rejection, it wasn't my time. I guess, you know, God had greater. Cause like I went somewhere else and really had the opportunity to shine. You know, I like uh, social media. I wrote a post when I first became an assistant principal. I remember writing a Snapchat post that in the next five years, I'm going to be a head principal and I'll get my doctorate degree. And not, and God was like, no, that's your plans. But my plan, he moved me the next year. I was a head principal. Mm -hmm. I was a, an assistant principal one year and a head principal going forward. And then now I'm about to walk with that doctorate. So, you know, in God's time and God's plan, that, that how it worked out. But it was very, it, it, it broke my heart. I'm going to tell you, my mom, like my mom was like, y'all know birth like the fight. She was like, oh, ain't nobody say nothing to me. <laughs> birth gonna fight, ain't <laughs> Don't call me. Talk about it. It's a Hey, hey, look, it's it's crazy to say it because uh we had uh James Gordon on. You know, James yep. Gordon doing great things. I talked to him. Yes, he was one of the guys I talked to. Yeah, mm -hmm. so he's he doing That's great it. things in Memphis and, and you're doing great things in Charleston. And I think y'all apply probably at the same time. Uh I don't think he got an interview, but you know, just imagine uh people on people who, who are watching and listening. You know, we don't know co-op stick we closing down this year, we don't know. Um, from when they applied or whatever, but imagine having Brittany Jones and, and James Gordon <clears throat> as principals of Coldwater School System. Think about the, the support and the, uh, you know, the camaraderie that the, that the community would have. Right. Yeah. yeah, the impact. And, and then I feel like, too, 
when it's somebody homegrown, they have a different reach and a different respect uh, in the community and then with the parents because you have personal relationships with a lot of them already prior to that. Yeah, You know, that was one of the things, though, that, they, that was kind of thrown at me as to why I wouldn't be a good candidate was because, oh, you don't think that, you know, it will, it will cause rifts. Like, you know, with you knowing so many people, they will expect you to do things that, you know, that that's really like maybe not the ethical way of handling or, you know, all of that. And I was like, well, it didn't happen as a teacher. And what the hell they expectation got to do with your professionalism? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and, and it's crazy because uh, I mentioned earlier, Miss Conley, now she was the assistant principal for a stint after we graduated. Um, but, uh, you know, most of the teachers who came in and had an impact, they adopted Coldwater. You know, like the Hankersons, yeah. the, the Crowthers, uh, right? Spiva, um, you know, the Knoxes, Mr. Knox, Miss Knox. Yes, Ms. yes. Knox, you know, his star teacher, you know. And, and James was talking about how Mr. Knox had an impact on them with music. But even the passion that they've given to cold water, I can only imagine that smile like you and James would just push even harder and give even more back, you know. Think about that. Like, so many, like, even DJ with him, like, what he's doing. Like, mm -hmm. the people that's great in education, to know all of us coming from these education backgrounds and to see our school system, like, you know, just put aside, is really sad. It's, yeah. it's really sad. Speaking of the school system, I, I'm sorry to interrupt your interview, um, but we, we, we pretty much have a discussion at this point. Um, did you see, and, I, and you don't have to give an opinion on it, but last week the school board was voting on the lines of where they want to break kids off to go to Independence and Strayhorn. And Miss Martha Jeffries, shout out Miss Jeffries for holding your ground. She didn't, uh, didn't vote. She hadn't voted on the matter at all the entire time they've been dealing with the school stuff. And they wanted her to be the tie-breaking vote on whether or not kids at 55 would go, you know, one way or the other, or kids at 51 would go one way or the other. But long story short, it got to a point where she just basically told them she wasn't going to vote, and they basically finally compromised to make a vote to make it happen. But even even outside of all that, you know, they're arguing over where the kids going go to go to school at. And all, all that could have been avoided if they would have left the central school alone. So I know it's for me at this point, but it's just stupid. Yep. Like the, the thing is, you know, my daughter, my oldest, shout out to Tegan, she's um at Jackson State. Um, and I said, Tegan, why, you know, I went to Ole Miss. And I'm like, Tegan, why you choose to go to an HBCU? Because I just want to know, because like, you know, Antonio and I, we, we have a very great daughter, but she was like, Mom, you want to go where you are appreciated and not tolerated. And so with that being said, you know, our kids, we don't want people to think like they're being tolerated. Our students are very capable. Like I was there at Coldwater for um, like three years and we were the attendance center. It was K-12 there. And so like our kids just need the right individuals to like to mentor them and to, to push and show that they care. Because when you have teachers or when you have anybody saying like, I'm here, just so I can get loans paid or or they know you don't care because a teacher, even if they don't say anything, if I come in your room and you let me go to sleep every day, you don't care about my education. Uh -huh. You don't care. You expect, you don't expect me to be great. You don't expect anything out of me. And so when you have teachers that have that action, 
I don't know how it's going to go when our kids are, are, you know, going to straight horn or independence. Like independence is, is cool. I, I taught at um, East Tate. I love that, you know, East Tate. That was my first um, teaching home. But, you know, just talking about co-arter, we were, we are a predominant black school. There's just, it is what it is. And so, you know, like when we can just not see like color, just see like teach these kids. Because if you have children, you will want somebody to teach yours. Like in the profession in general, like I'm very passionate about like the teaching field. I feel like our profession is just as important as a doctor because we got lives in our hands. It's, it's more important to me because without teachers, doctors wouldn't have a foundation. I'm just saying, like we are very so like let's do what we, we went to school to do. Like let's teach teach these kids. Yeah. And if you want to control what kind of kids you teach. Hey, go teach at a public school. I mean, a private school. Go teach at the. If you want the demographics to look like you want it to look, then you don't have any business in public education. Mm. You can't teach all kids with a with a fair heart, a kind heart. And you don't need to be in public education. Go where you can pick the kind of kids you want to teach. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in um, I, I might be overstepping, but Charleston kind of resembles. Cold water from a population. That's why I go so hard for it. I tell my parents that all the time. I tell the teachers that. I said, this is my cold water. Like, you know, this is Charleston, but it's the same setup of cold water. And um, like, I've been there for four years now and I built a report with the community. You know, initially coming in, they were like, who is this? You know, that's how we are in cold water. Like, who is this? This new, this um, newcomer, like, you know, in our school. But once the parents see, like, oh, she care about my kids, and they hear the kids coming to school, coming home, talking about Miss Jones, this and, and and the teachers, then like, hey, it's it's smooth sailing. I go hard for Charleston because I wanted somebody to go hard for cold water like this. And so while I'm there, wherever I go, like, it's gonna be better than what it was. That's what's up. Do you um speaking on Charleston, uh? you being a principal and then also uh, receiving your doctorates in a couple of months. Um, what is your ultimate goal as it relates to your career in education? So five-year goal, my short-term goal is to be a superintendent in, within the next five years. That's my goal. So I don't know where that will be, but the next big thing a goal is I want to be a member of the Tate County School Board. That, that's one of the things that um, I'm leaning to. Like when we talk about getting back our schools and and us having a voice, I couldn't do it working in Tate County, but I'm coming back to uh, start a community as a school board member. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. This, that's one of the things that I know, like when I write it down and I put it in place, like it's going to happen. It's not if, it's when it happens, then, you know, um, to be a representation, a product of Coldwater, that, to really, like, have the best interest in heart for those kids, like, for the ones that's put to to the side. That's what's up. That's, uh, that's big. Um, and leading by example as well. So, you know, shouts out to you for that. And uh, we got the, you know, we got the footage for when it happens so we can pull this back up. Like, hey, she said this on sticks and stuff. You heard it here first. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Yeah, that is right. I'm looking forward to it, you know, to serve our community. It's so much that I want to do, but like, you know, right now with me being in school, and but it's about to be over because I think about that, you know, like it's a lot we talk about, but then again, like, you know, with me being an educator, like I should be in, at the library and co-art helping the kids, like, you know, doing college applications, stuff that if nobody else is doing it for them because they've already said, well, we don't expect them to go to school or we don't expect that from them. Like, we need to do more in our community when I asked her with me. And so, you know, it's just all an eye-opening experience of what I can do, like, to really go back to my community. Before I get in front of y'all, ask for y'all to vote me for the school board, I need to make sure that, like, you know, you got your I'm doing on. my part beforehand. Right. That's what's up. That's good stuff. Hey, who Miss Beavers? Hey, what did Miss Beavers teach? U.S. History. Oh, U.S. History. Yeah, they was so sister. Had a sister, right? What was her sister name? Miss Thompson. Miss Thomas. Was it Thomas or Thompson? That was it, Miss Thompson. I think it's Thompson. Yeah, yeah Thompson. Yeah. She talked. I she asked talk. that because uh, she said Miss Beavers had a lot to do with me finishing and wanting to finish strong, right? So Miss Beavers and Thompson. Teacher. They uh I think one of them, I don't remember which two it was, but they caught me writing raps in the back of the class, bro. Um fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. No, I wasn't. No, that was like ninth grade, wasn't it? Yeah, they were at the high school. Yeah, yeah. So Miss Brandon, Miss Perkins, ain't no, nah, no, nah, I'm talking about Miss Thompson and Miss B. You probably right? talking about Miss Beezy. If you nah, talk I'm talking about, about Ms. Like, Beavers. It was Miss Beavers. I just got the grades messed up. But anyway, she caught me writing raps in the, in class one day. And uh, like for whatever reason, instead of kicking me out, sending me to the office, or whatever, like from that day forward, she made me learn a new word every week. Yeah. And so like something that she could have turned into like, hey, you're not paying attention in class. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. She saw as a strength in me and helped me develop uh, the vocabulary that I have today to be able to you know still rap or write poetry whatever it is that i wanted to do but the bottom line was that she just didn't send me out of class or tell me to stop like she challenged me to come to her with a, a different vocabulary word every week a new word that i didn't know to learn and then then she got her sister on board to do the same thing in her classroom so that like they was just at me every week like hey this your word of the week make sure you know when you come back at the end of the week so shout out to them for that Yes, we were blessed to have so many caring teachers. When we were coming through co-order, we were very blessed. When we look back at it, like Mr. Mistelis, like just all of those, like Miss Toes. Yep, Miss Toes. Miss Toes. But like they they expected the best out of us. They they really did. Even when we were fighting, like Miss Beavers, Miss Thomas, like we were in beta club. And they were like, no, y'all got to be representation of, you know, like the, the student body. And the, instead of them, like, you know, we're done with y'all, kick us out or just like, you know, they they talked to us and and I was pregnant and she would make sure like she's giving me notes when I went home for maternity um, leave from the school. So like the teachers like that, like what we grew up on, that's what I try to bring to my school, you know, that same passion. So, shout out to Eric's favorite teacher, Mr. Janet, too, man. Oh, Mr. Janet, man. Hey, believe, hey, believe it or not, I like Janet. 
Hanker, what do you say? It. Who, who, who is it? What you remember Jam? Geometry. Next year, I skipped his class for a whole semester. Kids, don't 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 do that. Hey, Hub Bubba stole the roll book in the first week. Yep, and he ain't bothered getting another one, and we ain't come back to class after that. Yep, I was you know, it was some jokers in there, boy. Man, listen, he used to be coming from the casino. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we, we was in that class when two people said third wing on fire. I ain't gonna name no names, but uh, when they when they said that teacher lines on fire, girl, y'all wow. Yeah, we we were bad coming through there, but the the teachers didn't give up on us, Mister Morton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. man, like you know, Coldwater was a good school. Like I hate that the kids don't get to experience like the Coldwater that we came from. Like, yeah. I really hate that. Yeah, really and, and look, why you tell folks next year? <laughs> I said, Mr. Janet used to tell folks next year. You got a yeah. problem wrong. He said next yeah. year. And I know I'm right. <laughs> he <didn't> explain it. <laughs> but uh but no nah, man, definitely good times. And then the, the crazy part is you think about it like we didn't even know. Like we were just, I mean, having fun going to school, like, but they, you know, the whole time they were trying to do what they're doing now, you know, back then. So I mean, but you know. We were just, uh, you know, having a good time. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Well, fun times, but, you know, we got to so, take our community back. Yeah. Some kind of way. Yeah. Speaking on that, uh, what advice would you give someone else in, in the situation? And what I mean is a young, aspiring leader, a, aspiring leader who happens to be a minor, minority that want to do what you're doing one day or want to be an educator, want to be a principal, what, what advice would you give them? Keep God first. And it don't matter what people say, like, you know, take that, take the ammunition for your own, like, you know, for your own protection. Like with all of that, you, you have to have a tough shell, but no, if God is for you. And I know that sounds cliche, you know, but hey, the, without God we're nothing um but if God is for you if he plant if he puts it with put it in you like he's gonna see it through and so like you know like Pastor Givens always said the weapons he didn't say the weapons weren't going to form he said they weren't going to prosper so the mm. only person that can stop you from doing something the only person that can prevent me from getting my doctorate the only person that can prevent me from being a superintendent college president whatever I want to be is Bree. If God, if God said go, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be, hey, two years from now. But, you know, I'm not trying to get too biblical, but I am. I remember Pastor Givens preached about when, when um, he told David that he was going to be a king. David wasn't a king until years later. You know what I mean? And so when you know what God has given you, like, just, just do the work and then let it come to fruit. Like, you know, so... Can't nobody stop you but you. Mm, that's that's right. You know that. Law? Yes, sir. <laughs> law. Yeah, yeah, man. That's uh that's right, Dr. Sage Jackson. She on here preaching. <laughs> How they say you hear me. Right. <laughs> Amen. But uh, for real though, you know. 
Hey. Yeah, yeah we need more uh, biblical talk on here because Eric be getting out of hand sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> so what my, my, my thing? Easy E. Oh, 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 Easy E be trying to live the NWA life, man. Sticks and stones make break my bones. <laughs> hey. Hey, I just tell her how it is. And, you know, I ain't trying to sugarcoat nothing for nobody. I ain't never been. I ain't never sugarcoated nothing. All right, Mr. Jen. Never sugarcoat. You ain't lying. So, so he didn't say something, man. I ain't gonna say no. I'm gonna let. I ain't got no joke for you. I, I, you say it's sugar coated, and I could have went a whole lot of ways with it, <laughs> but I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna just go ahead and transition to the impact of parent perceptions. Uh, yeah, go ahead, talk go to ahead, Principal Jones wonder, here, my guy. I've been wondering how many reps you were writing. You got third and ninth grade mixed up. Man, who played you? <laughs> hey, I was been great since third grade. It's hard to remember when you've been great from the beginning. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Right, you hear me? Parent perceptions. You hear me? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts, Brittany? What are your thoughts uh, regarding parents and their perceptions as it relates to your profession? Like, like what? What's the importance of parent? The impact of parent perceptions? So, y'all, like, so my belief is parents are the most influential people in a child's like upbringing. Like, we talk about the impact of the teachers and all of that, but the parents' views on education, the priorities, it is like that is the most important factor when we talk about like our kids, like what they want to do in life, like their goals, their dreams, aspirations, because like parents are the initial ones to plant the seed. And you think about how if a parent, if a child is not taught on like, you know, go to school and get an education, if they're around survival, like we know a lot of our kids from the co-op community um, you know, are accustomed to like, you know, with um, low, well, high poverty areas um, where we have households that may not make a lot. A lot of that, the households teach survival. Well, I see my mama making it off of like food stamps, like she gets this and and they're making it. We, we are making it, you know, then we have kids. If we're not careful, the kids will be like, oh, well, I really don't have to push that. I'll just go. They'll settle. I'll go and get a little job and I'll be able to pay my bills, you know, and, and do this. And so if our, if parents realize like the power you have, like, you know, if a child can't read, that's not 100% the school fault. Like it starts at home. You know, you don't have to come from the richest family. You don't have to come from, to go to the library and get a free book and read with your child. And so we start planting that seed because we want better for our kids to say, hey, you know, I may not have done this, but most parents would say, I want my kids to have a better life than what I had. And so when we really act on it, like, and saying, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to be a lawyer, you keep the grades up, it starts at home. I tell my kids, my daughter was the salutatorian of her class. She graduated last year from Independence. Um, and so she was a salutatorian and I told Tegan, I tell Tegan this, even now she's on the, on the president list at Jackson state. I tell her Tegan, you can't be average. She wants to be, um, going to the medical field. And so I say, you can't be average. You are a young black lady. You gotta be, you know, you gotta be something extraordinary. You can't be average. And that's real. But I've always planted that seed in her. Like, you know, I expect you to make straight A's. I expect you to do better than what I am. And so, you know, it all just starts at home. We plant that seed. We put whatever the students' views on education. If they feel like school's not serious, 
because are they getting there from home? At home, do we push homework? Do we push reading? Because we can tell when it's not a priority. So, like, major impact. Like, you know, my dissertation is centered around, like, the, the impact parents have on students, like, their academic success. Like, it's no way around it. So, look, ain't no way around. There's no way around it. So, what Brittany's saying, no saying is, y'all got to stop frying fish hanging out to midnight during the week and help them kids their homework. I mean, where frying I mean, fish come from, bro? We, we, we fill in the gap. Like, you know, educators, we fill in the gap. We be the mamas, the doctors. We'll be whatever our kids need us to be. But we got to have the parents. We got to be a team. When we want the kids to be successful, like, we have to be a team. I have a follow-up question um, as it relates to parents because uh, right now I'm doing an internship uh, with a counseling facility, right? And so they serve in underserved communities. And uh, one of the things is they have like counseling at the school programs for these students. So when I read some of these charts, a lot of them, uh, parents are on drugs, parents or they're adopted by their brother, their sister, their cousin, because their parents can't take care of them and all of these things. Um, so like, how, how would you approach a situation like that when they don't have those people at home speaking life into them just because it's not there? We fill in the gap. I think an effective teacher or principal is all that is they know their kids, like, you know, and to be able to communicate that if I know like little Susie come in I know what her home life is, then, you know, you, you got to know what you're dealing with. Like you late, but I know it's important for you to get breakfast because you may not have eaten anything last night. That's a good teacher or principal knowing like, I know she don't have snacks, so I'm going to just keep some in the classroom. And I, I'm not going to fuss at her for not having her homework because I know she probably don't be home. Maybe the mom at work, maybe she's not on drugs. Maybe it's a single mama just trying to work and really don't have the time. So a good um, educator knows their, they know their audience. Like, you know, and you give the child what they need. Like, you know, you be fair, but hey, it looks different for each individual child. Like you giving their child what they need. And so with the closed situations, like I, one thing I will say, that's what I love about my current school. Like we take care of our kids. They don't go without. We go in our own pockets when you got to count like, oh, but they won't have it. And and a fuss of kids about pencils and stuff. All right, we got bigger issues. Like sometimes the kids say on breaks, you know, spring break coming up, like, do we have to go? That may like when somebody, a kid asks you, do they have to go? Why we can't stay at school? Something is wrong. Yeah. It's something wrong. And y'all, it breaks our heart, but like, that's why I get emotional because like this is my true passion. And so like just to be there to, to give them those hugs, like you don't have to worry about it. What, what you like to eat or what do you like to, to buy tennis shoes for a kid that maybe, you know, we of course we ask the family, is it OK? But to be there to, you know, for our kids to not have to go without anything. like We need more in this whole field like this, you know, yeah. to prevent some of the bullying. Yeah, I feel like when our kids go to jail or or something bad happen, like think did we fail that kid? Hmm. 
And the y'all the, the, the schools do like summer programs and yes. things like that for those kids. All summer, all summer. Yes. That's that old program where we used to go eat at the school. Yeah, we do but... the feeding. Yep. Like we got a lot of good programs at our school, and so like we, I take pride in that. Um, the community, we we try to give back as much as possible. Yes. Brittany, um, I don't want to dive too much um, into your dissertation, but, you know, Max spoke about the parents who may not be in the home, but for the ones who are, like, um, <clears throat> what what methods can you share that you're trying to implement uh, to help positively, positive, positive, golly, no! to positively influence the, the, the child's education? Ooh. So I believe my my whole philosophy is if if I strongly feel that parents make the most impact, then I'm about like educating and providing information to our parents. You know, so we talk about some of the complaints, like you know, in the education field, y'all, we have parents that may come to school with the bunnies on, like may come, like you know, cussing, don't conduct themselves in their professional setting, and so like. My thing is, like, if I feel like, you know, you are a key in this child's success, then it's our goals, the schools. We we need to reach you some kind of way, reach the parents where they are. We want to make sure our parents feel comfortable, like, with what they're doing at home. So we have um, parent meetings. So we're telling, showing the parents what we're doing and always giving them, like, strategies they can use at home, things that you can do to build math, um, male conceptual understanding or reading you know pushing literacy those those are the things i'm about like i even want to get to the point because i'm kind of going into my dissertation but if i ever become a millionaire i'm going to be I'm, i want to open a school and i want a true parent center i want a parent center so we can teach parents how to um fill out job applications as well if we got a community where we don't have um a lot of college graduates or we have you know just um a lot of our parents were dropouts and have a, a GED or a high school diploma. Like that's what I think the school should be for. Like we're truly serving their community. Let's build the community by building the students in the doors, but also building the community by providing parents what they need because it's all gonna go back to the community. Like let's let's that's how I feel like it should work. Right. So I'm about like working with my parents and you know, if you need help with this, if a parent asks, hey, can you help me fill out this? Sure. That's that's what it's supposed to be like. That, that's that's great, my thing. Great idea. And I, I know we, we've had a, a couple of people come on and say, you know, going back to the cold water piece, people that tried to go to the school, over to the school to help, you know, uh, Ricky Tyson, and, you know, people like that. Uh, do you allow people from the community to try to, you know, For come sure. to the school to help out um, with anything? We love it. Um, we, you know, now that COVID, that era is gone, we have a lot of events where we invite the community to come out, um, you know, like, because they respect, they respect to see people within their communities, within their school, because like, hey, what you doing here? So, you know, that's the key thing is people seeing like, it's no separation. The school is a part of the community. The school is the home of the community. 
it's the heart, excuse me, it's the heart of the community. So to bring that in, to have them to see like, oh, I, I see my pastor, he's going to walk through the halls in a minute. And so he getting the kids out in the hallway, they can correct their behavior. And, and I'm going to see them at church, like, that's what it's about. Because that's yeah. what that's what we came up off. So, you know, um, yeah. I ain't going to lie, I feel like I'm in class now. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a teacher to y'all. No, 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 not in no bad way. Brittany, we had to. I had to show this question. You know, you you can answer that. So yes, look, I'm gonna go ahead and put this little um, drop this um, bomb. But March 11th, our district, East Tallahatchie School District, is having a job fair. So yes, like we have fun at Charleston Elementary. We have the best staff and the best students. And, you know, with me being a leader, like, I try to make it a place. I don't want anybody, if the if the teachers are happy, my kid is happy. That's how I feel. If you like where you work, then you teach those kids. And that makes me super happy. Because we will not fail. So, <laughs> not with my name on it. No, we, we're not failing. Yeah. So, qu qu that. question for you. Even if you do become a millionaire, what if, what if some other people want to have the same idea you have about the school situation? Um, would it be a chance to do something like that in cold water if it was would you be a part of it? Definitely. Like that's my I see why you know, like LeBron and all of them, like they open their own schools because like when you can truly control it and you know what your community needs, like to have a parent center to have that built in the school. So like our parents that maybe didn't have a high school diploma, we get we have because we like right now, like I could teach a uh, adult education class i can teach a ged class like you know and so to have that built within when you got individuals that we don't have to contract out to to you know do these things when we can do it for our parents ourselves teach them how to go um to do an interview you know stuff like that we can all we can address all of that and then they can go back to school they can get those degrees they get the money and it's coming back in our community yeah Look, you um, <clears throat> we were talking about the parents' perception, and I know you're an educator and a parent. So, how do you sync the two, and how do you keep them separate when you're at work and when you're at home? So, so as being an educator, well, first when I was a teacher, I taught my daughter, and now that I'm a principal, my youngest two go to school to my school. So, like, I am a very tough parent. Um, but me working in the school setting, y'all, like, I'm like, I'm one of the ones I don't take over my kids. My kids can be addressed. They can be corrected by adults. That's the number one thing. Because, like, you know, I have, I still have, you know, faith in the education system. I do. And so, you know, I'm old school, like I'm young, but I'm old school at heart. And so, like, you know, my kids know if their teacher bring you to me, you got a problem, you know. That's just how I am. But one of the things that's challenging, like, you know, from separating the two, because all parents don't think like I do. Like, all parents don't um, wouldn't handle situations like I do. I'm the type that, whereas, like, you know, I didn't come from, my mama didn't come to handle situations like I would. I would much rather talk and get a solution than to, you know, be, like, accusing or, like, you know, create this, like, parent versus home you know what I mean? Parent versus school. I feel like when we all on the same page working together, as long as you know that I am a caring parent and I have high expectations of my children. And so 
with that being said, the me being a parent, and even if my kids didn't go to this school, my whole philosophy is these kids are here. I would want to make sure that um, they're getting the education like I want mine. I want my kids to be doctors. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we set these kids up because their parents, of course, nobody wants their kids to go to jail or or just be like nothing. So, like, you know, I treat it as my own. Yeah. The teacher's like, hey, teach these kids like you would teach your own. Have the expectations for these kids like you have, you know, for your own. And so I try to model that, you know, for my teachers, like the show can be fair and all of that, but high expectations across the board as a parent and as an educator. That's real. Okay. Sure. What you got, Matt? Uh, Eric, you got no questions, man? Who are Calvin Johnson? No, hey, that was my next question. Uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, be specific in your in your questions, uh, in your comments. Um, Get a profile picture too. Yeah, and uh, watch the watch the entire show. You asking questions that that already been answered. Number one, uh, number two. When you say you all need better leadership, who is y'all? Uh, what leadership we talking about? So if you would come in the comments so we can address that while we're here. But we can move on, fellas. Go ahead and uh, next question. All right, so one of the questions from the comments, um, and it was one of my questions as well. Uh, well, I have two. So first, can you speak about your transition from a teacher to a principal and, and how that was um, or how challenging it was or was not for you? It was, it was challenging because coming out of the classroom, I expected like all teachers like to teach like I did. And so, you know, had to take that, like, teacher head head off and to support because, you know, like, a superintendent told me one time, like, you know, you can't fire all your problems away. Uh, a good leader um, pushes more leaders through. And so, like, I'm about building um, the capacity, like, you know, knowing what kind of support I needed as a teacher. I got to remember that it don't matter if I become, a, you know, a superintendent or if I move on to another level, I am a teacher. And I can never forget that. I'm never above going in the classroom, um, never above like not understanding the challenges of being in the actual classroom. Because a principal, we go in and do observations. We may do the modeling. But our teachers are the ones that are really doing the groundwork, working with the kids and, you know, just giving their all. And so I can never forget how it is to be a teacher. And so transitioning from there, I had to like, you know, hey, you know, like, don't forget where you come from, but at the same time, like, make sure you're supporting, like, being a super supportive, like, building, because it's not about firing or, or we're going to find something better, like, building within, like, you know, building leadership within. And so, because, again, if I, I didn't have that opportunity, I'm going to make sure in, in the building that I serve that we building within, we building leadership within. If, like I said earlier, if, you know, this person is really good at teaching kids how to read, I don't need to hire somebody from the outside to do that when I can have a trainer from one of my teachers, my own, and they can, they can, hey, it's in the building already, utilizing what we have. So, yeah. Gotcha. And to follow up, to follow up on that, is there a difference in dealing with parents as a principal as opposed to as a teacher? 
It, it is because like, you know, I see now that a lot of the times the, the parents don't go to the teachers. Like instead of like going directly to the teachers, they like to go like a little bit over the head. And I was like, I always like, hey, did you talk to the teacher first? Did you see what was going on? Because sometimes, you know, the kids may say, hey, this will happen. And a parent on 10, no, I'm going to the school. I need to meet with the principal. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I got to go back to the teacher anyway. And so, like, you know, again, the same time, like, just building that relationship is important. Relationship is important. That's the key takeaway. Relationship, building relationship is important. So um, being a principal, though, I catch a lot of heat because, like, I, I don't even know what's, what's going on a lot of the times. We'll get the angry phone calls and all of that, but a lot of times they just want to vent, listen. We have to listen, and then I can always – I know that I can diffuse the situation, but I let the parents vent. And to show them at the end of the day, we're going to do what's best for your child. And usually, you know, knock on wood, um, out of my 12 years of being in education – I really never had a problem. I've never had problems with parents like that because like, I'm gonna listen and then I'm gonna show you like, hey, let's talk about solutions. Cause I wanna make sure that at the end of the day, I'm setting your child up. I need your help. I'm not trying to go against what you said, but tell me if I'm doing something wrong, give, give me suggestions. But you know, hey, parents wanna just li be listened to. Yep. And yep. you gotta show them that you care about their kids. And you know, that's dope. A lot of good points. Yeah, and you you mentioned our uh, resources a moment ago. <clears throat> so you know, just talking about serving, I would call underserved communities because we know you know Coldwater, Charleston, uh, places like Shaw, Shelby, Brownsville, all those are underserved communities, and and they're typically the schools where you get teachers who are there to get the loans paid, and you have to try to get the passion out of them so when it comes to that you know um how, how do you deal with or how do you guys compete as far as uh educating your kids against the privileged or the more fortunate schools in the area well like i know at my current school we are blessed to have mostly charlestonians people from charleston but when we when it comes to like you know retirement like we have teachers that have been there forever so when it comes to retirement and you think about like, how can I recruit in a small town when I have like Oxford up the road, we have like South Panola, you know, you got these big affluent districts, but it's how you treat people. Like, you know, there's like a big church, you know, everybody want to go somewhere where, where you, they know your name. Like, you know, you are not just another number. And so we try to do a lot of things to um, build our current staff. Like, I'm never into, like, having anybody stagnant. If I see growth and I see leadership potential, we're going to highlight that every opportunity we can. And so, you know, hey, that, that's one of my key things. Like, you know, leaders push other leaders through. But um, to also, like, the people that we have there to recruit, like, being genuine. Like, I was a teacher, you know, and so knowing, like, you know, the the support and the genuineness, like, Ms. Jones understands. So, to be that shoulder for my teachers out. I'm what they need as well. Like not to be like unprofessional, but you can come if you you're having a day, come on in my office and you can, you can talk, you can cry. If you need to cuss, do what you need to do at the end of the day, you know, because like, it's hard to tell somebody to leave it in the car, you know, whatever personal stuff you got going on, because I need you to give your 100%, 100% to the kids. But like, 
people remember, like they may forget what you said, like Maya Angelou, they may forget what you said or or what you did, but they won't forget how you make them feel. feel. So when you feel appreciated and it's not like just, oh, I appreciate you. I show you that. Like genuinely care, like being genuine with people. Yeah. It, it worked. It's just how I was raised. I can't be like, you know, hey, it's it's a southern charm. It's a southern thing. You know, we're hospitable people, Mississippi, like the small town. Like, you know, we treat people right. Treat people right. I know I always see you uh posting on Facebook getting your mom to uh come in cater lunches and, yes. and breakfast and stuff like that. So uh we feed our staff a lot we feed them we do a monthly luncheon we do a luncheon every month and then we just do little things like um the assistant principal and myself like just little happy like to show teachers like a teacher appreciation is every day not just in may you know they're weak and so like when our teachers feel appreciated again they're gonna give their 100 best in the classroom if you're in a, an environment that you love then and so they're telling their friends, and they're like, hey, is your school hiring? Yeah, come on down. Yeah. <laughs> come on down. Yeah. Job fair yeah. March 11th. <laughs> Job fair March 11th. Hey, you got flyers for that or or any I type of share. stuff that we can yes, post? We do have a flyer. I'll share it with you all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Send us that. Um, I, I know you spoke about the uh, summer program that y'all do, um, and I know that's not it. Um Messing around, messing around with Brittany. So, what what other programs that you um, do you do you have lined up, or that you can talk about um, going forward? So, um, right now, where we're part of a school, like so, we're we're um, providing the opportunity for our some of our kids to go to Saturday school, but our summer programs are really like the benefit. Um, our early literacy, we have my in my school, we have pre K through fourth, and so we are trying to catch the kids that you know that are about to enter Charleston Elementary. We're trying to be proactive, like you know, with getting the, the kids familiar with our schools, like we're being there to get them accustomed to just being in a, a public school setting if they've been in the, at the home or whatever. And so, we do a back to school expo in Charleston, um, it's a big event. We had a planning meeting today. So our community, again, it's an underserved um, community. A lot of, we require students to wear uniforms, but some of our parents have a lot of children. Like, you know, sometimes it's just hard to find uniforms. We have to order online. There are no major cities around Charleston. And so we give out foods for the community. We um, give out school supplies, uniforms, all of that. And so um I have a, a team at our school. We always try to think of events like what we can do to, you know, get the parents involved, to invite the parents out to do fun things. Like, so that's just, I like to to, to do, like, I'm a true elementary um, teacher. We like to do fun things around, surrounded by, like, literacy and all of that. Like, you know, we're doing literacy night. We're serving green eggs and ham. Like, it's lame to some people, but it's I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um just anything to get the community out and, and to give back. We love to have our parents there and people like food. It don't yeah. matter what color you are, whatever. <laughs> we all like to eat. And so, hey, if that's the way oh, that we get a fellowship, so be it. We like to eat. Hey, hey I'm still thinking about uh, 
as my grandma used to call a bird. I'm still thinking about bird chicken. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, make maybe lose my train of thought. Go ahead, Jake. I gotta remember what I was gonna say. Oh, good, man. I know you're sitting there trying to figure out how you get to Charleston. I know how to get Charleston. <laughs> I know how to get Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, yeah, worry about that. You tell me it's my cousin chicken. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. No. Like we feed, we feed our teachers good. It don't be just no ham sandwiches. Like my mama cook, cook. Our assistant principal, like she cooks. Like we, we, um, Mr. Brandon, he used to be an administrator and co-author. You know, yeah. Mr. Brandon, like um, yeah. him and the the um community um funeral home. Like you know, we have a lot of people that pour into our school so we can't forget about those like those stakeholders that want to see our kids succeed and like they give back when we have an initiative trying to you know push like you know proficiency on tests like the, they are willing to donate whatever to you know help us accomplish that you know our school goals so we appreciate our community members for real hey, hey, let, let, let me know when the front of home donate because I ain't coming in <laughs> No, they donate like they may give a check. They're not like they ain't donating food. What, what you talking? Hey, 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 I'm, I'm gonna stop in basement and get some dodge chicken. <laughs> home. Yeah, you need to dodge. <laughs> <laughs> ain't coming at it for that. <laughs> what <are> you crazy? <sighs> now, nah, Brittany. Um, anything else you want to highlight or share uh, tonight? I think they're pretty much. Wraps up all of our questions. Um, but like I said, we definitely thank you for coming on. Um, mm -hmm. No, you got to get up early in the morning. So uh, anything else you want to share uh, with us or with the people tonight, feel free. No, I just thank you all for having me. Um, to all of our, like, you know, Tate County people, um, Coldwater alumni, you know, just think about, like, the gift God gave us. Like, we had to really operate in it. And charity starts at home. And so, you know, you can be great anywhere else but it means the world when you can be great in your hometown and so you know even if how we think we supposed to make an impact if it's not their way you know and it was to myself like don't give up like find a way that we can give back to those kids in our community of co-water like you know i challenge you to, to meet me like let, let's plan some stuff you know so we can at least get our kids like something to look forward to like, you know, if it's going to be difficult for them at Strayhorn or at Independence, like, we got a library in Coldwater. Let's meet them. Like, hey, let's provide tutoring. Let's provide whatever they need so they can be successful wherever they go. And so, you know, like, education starts it all. Let's, let's, let's put in the work. It's time for us to get active because we are the new Mr. Crathers, Miss Crathers. We are, we're it now. They're, they're older so it's time for us to take the torch and lead by example now. You yep. definitely sound like the leader of the new school. I swear. Um, I swear. Man, I'm inspired. Yeah, I man. Swear. Make, make me go and apply for a scholarship. But uh hey, if y'all if y'all missed it, Brittany uh mentioned a word about 10 times tonight. And, and she done gave us some 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 Bible scripts, she done gave us some Maya Angelo. So you know. Some of y'all might think Maya Angelou just on the top of the pyramid, but she existed well before then. 
But uh, Brittany said God about 10 times. I know at least. So, you know, she also told y'all she liked to fight. But, you know, they tell us she was raised right. They go bar mat. I just fight she was raised right. But, uh, Brittany, we definitely appreciate you. Um, you know, I, I know, like you said, it was disheartening to not get an opportunity at Coldwater. You know, it's others out there who are educators, too, from Coldwater who feel the same way. Because you got you, DJ, you know, uh, Allison. I know Allison run a restaurant now, but Allison was an educator. You know, James Gordon, Fifi, you know, all these different people who, who are educators. And, you know, but y'all all got something to come. I seen Stacey in the comments, too, man. Stacey Johnson. Yeah, Stacey, my baby. Jakeem and Jakeem and Farmer. Yeah, you know how them preachers say, I, don't, I ain't going to start calling names because I might miss somebody. So I shouldn't start calling names. But uh, all y'all, y'all know who I'm talking to. All y'all educators. But y'all all got something in common. You know, y'all all want the best for cold water. And y'all all will shut down with the opportunity if you apply it to do something good with cold water. Because the school board have, has another agenda. You know. And I, and I, and I think it's, uh, it's something to be said for us non-educators to get behind these educators and, you know, partner up and see what we can do um, to help as well. So we just can't sit on the sideline just because we're not in education. So we can let them lead, but we can still, you know, push, push from the back as well. So. Indeed. Huh? I said, thank y'all so much. Like appreciate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. That's what I was about to say. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, look forward to you coming back on as a Tate County school board member, as a superintendent, and uh, yeah, making an impact and a change in the community. So appreciate that. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in. Jake, Joy, and y'all got anything else before we get up out of here? Good, bro. All right, till next time. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But words would never hurt me. Peace. Come from the bottom. Now we up an echelon. Goals for the gold and the green like a leprechaun. I'm by myself, but they ride with me like a peloton. And I'm still connected on them corners like a hexagon. Underground, but I body. Sh-